ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday night, and now nobody on the internet has eardrums. It's Jennifer is first. Who's on second? It's on third. Uh, I have uh, some a couple of interesting guests tonight, uh, both of which I would call friends of mine. They may not reciprocate that, but it's okay. It's okay. I, I can I can still say they're my friends. They don't have to claim me. That's fine. Um, guess what's on third. But uh, there's some more important news we need to cover, uh, which is the today starts the coverage of the uh, January 6th uh, insurrection airtime of the investigation in Congress, uh, or also known as uh, January 6th, the unguided tour, D.C. edition. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's basically the the sissiest thing I've ever seen by the biggest group of sissies I've ever seen. I mean, I could bang my head against the wall for 20 years and not have as much brain damage as Congress does. So I wish it was mental health awareness month. That'd be a good segue. Anyways, uh, I've got a very special guest host tonight. Uh, if my voice will quit cracking, but, uh, she's a very, special woman with some very special viewpoints and she's just special she's super special like i think they delivered her on a short bus she's that special (laughs) the response (laughs) anyways ladies and gentlemen introduce my good friend christine all the way from pa hola how are you doing my glasses it says P-Y-D. I'm so glad that you can sound out words. P-Y-D. Piranha. Piranha. No. Definitely not piranha. Um, no, I just... Like from Finding Nemo. The, other... the I, little girl I with the braces. Oh, okay. Sorry. I know. What was her name? I forgot her name. I want to look it up now. Charlotte? That doesn't sound right. But know. then again, I don't trust a word that comes out of your mouth, so... You shouldn't. As with all information, from Nemo. As with all information you hear, you should always fact check it yourself, because fact checkers lie too. Darla, by the way. Darla. I was close. Oh, what did I say? Carla? Darla. D-A-R-L-A. Yeah, but what did I say? What did I say? Carla or Charlotte? You said Charlotte. Okay, that wasn't close. I thought I said Charlotte. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is starting off great. It's going good. Oh, uh, you're an idiot. Yes. <laughs> but I would say you work for me, but you don't. You work for Carly. I work for Carly. We all work for Carly. Like, I spent, we all do work for Carly. I've spent, what, a year and a half building this shit up, and I still work for somebody else. It's bullshit. Anyways, I love Carly. She's not watching. She hates us, but... Um. Anyways. Uh, oh, that's right. We gotta do ad reads. Shit. Uh, yeah, come on. Get with it. It's not my show. I don't have to do that shit. Sure, you're, you're the lead host on this one. I'm just here for shits and giggles. <laughs> well, please don't shit yourself on air. Uh, actually, or do, and I will put that in the new intro video. <laughs> <laughs> in the promo wheel. <laughs> Next on Liberty 101, how to shit your pants.
Christine, shit and split, episode three. <laughs> wow. So, anyways, go to nautilrealpodcast.com. Christy Ellen, she has gone to shit. Go to nautilrealpodcast.com if you want more poo poo jokes. Um, or get you some merch. There's there you go. some awesome t shirts like. Like this, oh, not that one. That was not on there. Uh, like this one. That bootleg, this has, bootleg has not gotten me one yet, even though I'm on the podcast. Actually, I don't think I bought anybody on that word shirt. I'll buy you a shirt. You know what? I'll I, buy you a shirt. I think, I think I think we should change that. If you want to kind of be like a boss, you should be, you know, giving Braxton and all of us t-shirts. Well, well, technically, Carly's our boss, so. I said if you want to be like our boss. Oh, okay. Maybe if you bribe us with t-shirts, we will love you more than Carly. Well, to be fair, uh, I mean, nobody works here. We're all slaves to this network. I mean, when you sign the contract, you basically sign all your living rights away. It's, it's horrible. I signed it. I didn't read it. Now Carly owns like six people. It's weird. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have read the contract. I didn't. I can't read. So, hey. Uh, go, go to like, go to com. Go to redemptiontactical.com because who the hell doesn't want a ballistic face mask? I know I want one. Cardinforcurrent.com slash donate. Uh, it's time Alaska. Hashtag Chris Ray K. Crowdlibertarian.com for all your merch. That's where that shirt I just showed you came from. Awesome shit. Super dope. LPVest.com. Hashtag Anarchy Lube. If you didn't watch Sunday night's episode. You wouldn't understand. Would you? Would you like to do this one? And find us on all of the platforms. Whatever one you fancy, what tickles your fancy. There you go. We don't judge. Whatever your preference is, yeah. pick it. With the, anything else, I only like one of those. For ky.com, that's T O L L E R, the number four ky.com. People over politics, people over people. This dude is an awesome human being. I mean, just look at him, Jesus Christ. That's a stunning man. That is a man of action, a man of resolve. I can barely see him. I can barely see him. In the top right. He looks like a fine gentleman next to the flag. He's a very pretty man. (laughs) LP Veterans Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. Because when you want to hear Marines complain about different different flavored crowns, go to LP Veterans Caucus. Uh, there's a Facebook page, there's a Discord, there's a website now. Woo! Yeah. Chris, bye. Because uh, Chris wants to say bye, bye, bye to all the competitors and uh, win the sole congressional seat in Alaska. He wants to beat Santa Claus. So for Christmas this year, Chris wants to be in Congress. I think that's it. I feel like I don't do all of those. So maybe, um, and Carly hasn't yelled at me. Well, that would require her to watch the shows for her to yell at you. Also, there's a, there's that link for Redemption Tactical. Uh, there is a contract. You've already signed it. You were just in, insanely inebriated. Uh, so, hey, that's your fault. I don't remember a contract either, Jennifer, so. It looked, it was not consensual. Uh, Carly just basically fucked six people all at once and just said, I don't know. 
Actually, Jennifer got a she got a promotion the other day that I gave her. I'm not a boss, but I gave her a promotion. It was a social media enforcer. Because, like, okay. look, can we can we just be honest? Jennifer is pretty fucking brutal on social media, and uh, she goes fucking ham sandwich on motherfuckers. So she's now our social media enforcer. So if you want to catch that smoke, uh, talk shit in the comments. And I've bored the co-host. So. My computer just went all weird. You're a little delayed. Audio and video is a little delayed. But okay. Well, look. Um, I'm back. In the saddle again or back in black? In the saddle. That's a good answer. I mean, both are correct. So. That's a... Anyways. Uh. If we're going to introduce our one-time guest, because there's no fucking way he'll ever want to come back to this shit show. Uh, it is Mr. Brian from uh, Maryland, and uh, he's an awesome gentleman. hes I've known him for a good while. He's a good people, and uh, is it, I would trust... Is it Tukoski? Well, let me... Let me ah, I got it right, bitch. You got it right. <laughs> bitch. It's not. It's not, not a lot. He said he's smarter than bootleg, though. So <laughs> don't give yourself too much credit. Yeah, that is very accurate. You are, you are drinking milk too, so yeah. Leave my milk alone. Fucking nerd. My muscle, my muscles, my bones will be stronger than the both of you. So, hey, so what I'm hearing is um, Boogaloo Tom. Christine's the human shield. Um, speaking of milk. There's a correlation. Um, today in Pennsylvania, um, a Willy Wonka situation happened. Did you guys hear about this? A what? A Willy Wonka situation happened. Was that a 10996? <laughs> Who knows? Two people fell into a chocolate tank at the Mars faculty facility. <laughs> they had to be rescued from a chocolate tank. That happened. That's, who, who, what's the fat German kid's uh, name in Willy Wonka? Gustav. <laughs> Gustav. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what it, is he the one who got... See, all I'm thinking... Yeah, I'm thinking about like when they got into like the, the river, and then he got shoved up into the tube. Well, that was after that's... Gustav fell into, because he was okay. sitting with chocolate and got stuck in the tube. Yeah. My son, Gustav, you must save him. <laughs> Uh, actually, I don't know about this name, but Christine went with it. Um, it so. sounds right. I mean, but, you know, quick Google search. That's German super racist, kid bro. in Willy Wonka. Augustus. You weren't that far off. But he's not German. He's Dutch also, too. Whatever. Actually, he's from Dusseldorf in Deutschland. I I distinctly remember them saying Dutch. It literally says he is the glutinous, greedy, and sloppy kid from the city of Dusseldorf in Germany. And Deutschland is how you say it in German. Yes, I got that. So, making sure. Uh, Brian has walked into the biggest shit show he's ever walked into, and he's like, I hate this. It, I don't know why like, I, I hate this. I, it, I've only seen three people more uncomfortable in my life. Uh, the <laughs> prosecutor in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, uh, 
that that bitch from the Johnny Depp trial and uh, my fifth grade teacher when I started screaming at her. So at least I didn't poop the bed. <laughs> or on air. Or on, on air. Or on air. Or on air. keeps slugging that milk like that. My <laughs> <laughs> second glass this evening. <laughs> I might be a kid now. Anyway, so, um, so Brian, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> you can't be a Toys R Us kid. I can be a Toys R Us kid. It's the fuck I want to be a Toys so, R Us kid. Actually, technically, you can because we all grew up in that era where Toys R Us existed. There's an entire generation of kids that will grow up and never have been a Toys R Us kid. Don't they have one store somewhere? Now, so some like rich asshole bought it and has like started opening them back up. But the problem is, is the reason the company failed is because people don't buy fucking toys in store anymore. They buy them online, like on Amazon, because like, hey, my three year old shithead's gonna like break the fuck out of it in two days, so let me buy the cheap thing. So Google, because that's where I go for all my information, says that Toys R Us announced in August of twenty one that it would open shop and shops in 400 Macy's locations beginning next year. So it'd be kind of, I assume they're trying to do what kind of what just Coles and Sephora just did. Yeah, there are. I saw that and that made me very sad, but my son watches Shrek. So at least he's growing up with Shrek. My son will not watch Shrek. But, but, but the problem is Halloween. She, she said they weren't alive. When I know Shrek they weren't out. alive. The original, yeah. But there's been three other ones, so I mean, give them some, a little credit. They at least got Shrek 2, 3, and 4. The first one only counts. Yeah. You don't like the other ones? I like the other ones. Absolutely. Well, they were they were okay, but the Blast original was the best. Blasphemy. The original well, was the best. Of course the original is the best. Of course the that's That's stupid to try and just say <laughs> that one of the other ones would be better. Right down. I love them all. My son loves them all. We watch them all the time. We're, you know, we're doing it as our Halloween costume. Can you guess what character he wants to be for Halloween? Donkey. No. Lord Fuckwab. No. Uh, I tried to be that because he would be the perfect. Yes, he wants to be Puss in Boots. Oh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Because that. Antonio Banderas? Yeah, because he did Spy Kids. That was the best movie I think he did of that, like... Really? Out of all of it? Oh, I love Spy Kids. Spy Kids Kids was fantastic. No, my mother-in-law is going to be the jackass in our family costume. She's going to be Donkey. So... Anyways, so Brian, you're running for a <laughs> political office in Maryland. Uh, I was until this year. <laughs> so we just completely nuked his entire campaign. Like, yeah, but Brian, didn't you go on a show where you were both drinking and some some nerd with milk and you talked about kids' movies? I, I love I love kids. Um, that makes him wholesome. You make, it uh, makes no, him it makes wholesome. him a pedophile. It makes him sellable. No, it. He's not molesting children on the TV. I'm not drinking on the this screen. Alcohol. This is water. Okay, Amber Heard. 
Never heard that's her name. Hey, so like legit, who the fuck shit on a bed? So, okay, stop. Sorry, let's start. Who the who the fuck drinks in a courtroom? All right, so she was legit doing drugs and alcohol in the court. Anyway, where in Maryland are you? Because I'm right by the Maryland line, sir. I am in Central Maryland. I'm in Anne Arundel County, so just south of Baltimore City. Um, the district okay. I'm running for, which is District 31, is the majority of northern Anne Arundel County, um, save the area around uh, BWI Airport and Brooklyn Park, which is just pretty much an extension of South Baltimore. I want to say, I, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, you can go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just gonna say I um I'm about 45 minutes from Maryland or from Baltimore, and um, and my in-laws live down in Solomon's, so we go through that area quite frequently. I was just making small talk. Solomon's is a beautiful area. Yeah, it's very expensive too. Yes, well, all of Maryland is expensive. People just come here, get some government jobs for a couple of years, and they move out usually. Yeah, no, she stayed. She worked for the Navy. And would travel and was at the Pentagon. Was she at the Pentagon? She was supposed to be at the Pentagon the day of 9 11. Um, but yeah, so she lives down there, down in what the hell county is that? St. Mary's. So, yeah, down there by Fred, Prince Frederick and St. Mary's. She travels in all of those. Anyway, what are you going to say, Bullock? I was going to say, I, I just remembered Brian and I have met in person one time for like 15 minutes. Yep. I remember that, yeah, because I like I legit drove, like I don't go north any more than I have to, and I drove into Maryland to see this man. So if there's anybody I would vouch for, it's this this motherfucker right here, Brian. Yeah, that was unfortunate. We wouldn't couldn't like uh, go to a bar, or go get something to eat or something. But hey, life is life. Next LP convention is indeed. Hey. I plan on renewing my membership uh, just so I can go to convention next year. I do not plan on on either on being there or renewing. That's whole other story. Christine, <laughs> you should just do what I did at convention: is uh, walk around, talk shit about the LP, and then just not vote. Were you were you a delegate, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yep, you were. Okay. As, as the only pure anarchist in the room, I refuse to take part of their system. Yeah, so would you abstain from every vote? Uh, so I will say this. I voted NOTA on everything. There's only one plank I voted for. That's the only thing I voted in favor of one way or the other. What plank? Do you want to do this now? I mean, you're the one who brought it up. <clears throat> Uh, I did vote in fact I think actually I did talk about this uh, last week's episode I did vote in favor of removing the abortion plank not because I think that uh, abortion should be illegal not because I think abortion should be shunned only because I felt that it is too controversial in this day and age to reach as many people as we can with that the wording of it I don't trust libertarians to fix the wording, so I just felt it safer to remove it. Because, as it turns out, libertarians fucking suck. So, so I can't hate you. I was I was hoping you weren't going to say the repugnant one because, yeah, 
Um, no, when we, uh, Brian, if you don't know this, I left the Libertarian Party. I am now part of the new Keystone Party that is blossoming. But anyway, when we started oh, Keystone and made the Sheets, uh, dissenters. I'm sorry? One of the Steve Sheet dissenters, I see. Well, not a Steve Sheets dis- dissenter. I'm, a, I'm the vice chair of the party. Anyway. <laughs> um, see, I mean, Steve Sheets is a friend, but anyway. Um, we, we did not, on purpose, put the abortion plank on the platform because we felt it was a sensitive issue that kind of came down to each person and allowed the candidates to be able to explain how they personally feel um and 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 you know kind of go from there because it is such a sensitive topic i mean like personally i'm personally i'm pro-life but i believe the government should be pro-choice like i don't think we should be dictating what you know what the government can and can't do because then it ends up escalating into guns and everything else but um you know, I was torn about it at first when I first heard the LP was doing it, but then in establishing our own um, platform and bylaws and stuff, I, I kind of understand it, the the concept. Not that I agree with everything Mises does, but um, that one I can I can kind of see the logic behind it. Yeah, when I uh, found out they did away with that plank, I was happy about it. Um, not because I'm pro life. Uh, well. I, I kind of am, but it, it's definitely not anybody's choice except the people involved. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of happy that that, that plank went away. Um, it should be it, – it's something that should be unsaid, right? It should just be your choice. We shouldn't even have to touch on it. Um, it's such a contentious issue, and it causes so much arguments and division, even in the LP, that uh, – yeah, I, I was glad to see that one go. That when I found that out um, from the delegates from Maryland that went, they told me that they got rid of that one. I was like, you know what? That's a good one. You know, we were pull we as the LP, uh, we try to pull from both sides, right? We try to get obviously the independents to to go for us. Um, but we also try to pull from the left for certain issues and the right for certain issues. And by having that plank in our national platform, um, I feel like it. Uh, disenfranchise people that otherwise might be interested in the LP, whether they're they're pro super pro choice or super pro life. Um, so yeah, that was I think that was a good one to do away with. Uh, absolutely. And I think the other thing people do need to keep in mind too is that all three people on screen right now live in rural areas that are dominantly red. Um, so we are speaking from a from a outreach experience, right? Like all three of us have done some form of community outreach, and it's very difficult when the one of the top things on the platform is abortion. Most of the people we will speak to, all three of us will speak to, will be like, "Fuck you, I I don't want to talk to you," because the way that it's written doesn't explain our position correctly. I think I can speak for myself and the majority of in, intellectual libertarians that like aren't fucking screeches online. I'm not saying I'm an intellectual. I'm just saying I've stolen their ideas. Making sure. But if we can explain the position of abortion on an individual level, it makes more sense. Like if you say we're pro-choice in the fact that we think that there should be more than two choices. We think that adoption be should be a viable choice for a lot of people because 
It's not right now. It's not. When it's $10,000 to adopt a kid, you're basically buying a fucking person. It's not cool. Uh, foster care should be a lot better than what it is. If we can fix these other systems and do all these other things, abortion re- reduces itself. Because ma- majority of people don't actually support it, as as we've heard. Mm-hmm. So it does have to come down to giving people actual choices. Versus, like Instead of just raise your own fucking kid when a lot of people can't. Or why don't you just fucking kill it? So, well, and that's a, that's a harsh way to say it, yes. But the point still remains is pro-choice has to be about actual choices, not a binary choice. Yeah, exactly. And, well, and, and left kind of makes pro-choices where, well, you know, y- you you have one or two options, right? You follow through with the with you know the child to term, or you have an abortion. So, but like pro-choice, like you said, it, um, my wife has, has two good friends. Um, they're a lesbian couple. They're married. They have a house together. They are the shining example of a happy, good, healthy couple. And, you know, they're look, they want it. They want children, but adoption is almost out of the realm of possibility for them because loss is so astronomical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, well, and because they're homosexual, that also put a, a, a stain on their. Yep. Uh, it on does. Their resume too. In a lot of states, it does. And it shouldn't. It should that your sexuality it and shouldn't should not matter in your ability to to adopt a child. And and then even even if you're a straight couple, it still is so expensive. It's so much more difficult to adopt a child than just have a child. Uh, you know. You, you have people that have kids that just can't afford the kid, can't give the time to the children and they end up being neglected and, you know, they end up causing issues potentially later in life and things like that. When, you know, adopted kids, they have, you know, I've, I grew up with some adopted kids in my neighborhood and they kind of had their, uh, their issues just like once they were old enough and found out that they were adopted and things like that. But at the same time, you know, these are going to, you know, vetted families that the the state deems that they're allowed to have children. Well, well, you know, why why is it any different than birthing a child and adopting a child? If you want to if you want to adopt a child, that's that's a that's a commitment that you're willing to make. Right. And you have that choice. So if somebody is willing to love a child and raise a child properly, then they shouldn't have to spend thousands of dollars and, you know, interviews and and investigations and inspections and all these things that this, at least my state requires in order for you to adopt a child when you just want to give a kid a loving home. And, you know, that, that should almost be enough because anybody else can go out there and just have a kid. Um, But like homosexual couples can't, they can't do that. Um, So it's, it's really, it's fucking biased really is what it is. It's biased towards homosexual couples or people that can't have kids for, you know, whatever reason may be uh, like straight couples can't have kids. They still have to go through the same rigmarole as a homosexual couple, you know, thousands of dollars, inspections, all this, all this bullshit. And it, it shouldn't be that way because like I said, anybody can have a kid who can physically have a kid. And they may be in the worst circumstance that you could possibly imagine, but they're bringing a child into the life. <clears throat> I have a few thoughts on this as a woman. 
Um, first of all, we need to make birth, birth control accessible over the counter. Um, there's no reason why we should be spending a copay to go see a, a, a doctor to be told how to use birth control, which you can get at the pharmacy. You can talk to the pharmacist. And having that accessible over the counter is going to help reduce the abortions and stuff like that because people have access to it. Um, I also like to think... I've kind of tried to move away from the pro-choice and pro-life because I really think it's more pro-birth and pro than pro-life because there's people who just want people to have babies because they don't want them to kill the fetus. And then there's people who want people to have the choice because a life can be in danger, whether that be the, the fetuses or the mothers, whether it be because of mental health, because of, uh, you know, there's, the pregnancy is dangerous. There's, you know, it's, it's that I think pro choice is, is a really not good way to say it because it, it seems like you're choosing between, you know, but I think pro life, because what happens, you know, when we look at probate pro prohibition, um, of anything, it just gets more dangerous. And we look at drugs, we look at alcohol, we look at guns, prohibiting something is never going to make something better. It's just going to make it worse. And so if we were to prohibit abortions from happening, we would see people dying because they're doing hanger abortions in back alleys and in warehouses and stuff like that. And, um, it's, and what about that person's life? And that's where I don't think it's a choice. It's, it's, it's putting their life um, and this is coming from someone who struggled to get pregnant. I spent thousands of dollars to have my son and I cherish life. And I have friends who have had kids at 26 weeks and, you know, I, I, I've seen the struggles of everyone. I've seen miscarriages, um, not personally, but with close friends. And I, I think it really comes down to pro birth versus pro life. So, <clears throat> Y'all can hear me, right? Because I had some technical issues there. Shocking. Shocking that you had technical issues. So, anyways. Um, so, I did want to answer a question here. So, John Waldenberger, Keystone. Waldenberger. Or, we, call him a, we call him Walmart Burger. Just go to the record. Walmart Burger. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> he says, why do so many folks... Why do folks who may be against abortion have such a hard time understanding letting people make their own decisions on their own? Same for gay rights, etc. So... I will answer this one. Uh, not because I'm a- against abortion. I like personally on a personal level, I am, but like I don't think there should be any legislation against it, right? So, um, I think the problem is is the the advocates for these things are the worst speakers of them. And here's what I mean: yeah. uh, when you when you advocate, so I've actually spoken to. Uh, Christians like like Bible Belt, Bible thumping Christians, the like the reason why abortion, like banning abortion won't work, why banning drugs won't work, why banning anything won't work, right? Here's like so the majority of the people you're you'll talk to that say that, at least in my opinion or my experience will be um, devout religious people, whether it's Christians, Catholics, whatever. Um, if you pitch it like this and you say, um, the what's what's the essential first lesson that the Bible teaches you? 
Like it talks about creation and all that, right? But the first story that it goes into, because the Bible all is is a collection of stories, right? Like it's it's a story. Are you talking about New Testament or Old Testament? And a little bit of both. Anyways, uh, old, so Old Testament, Genesis. First story they teach you. Uh, God creates the Garden of Eden, creates Adam, creates Eve. And what's the one rule? Don't eat from the, the tree of knowledge, right? Yeah. 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 What's the first thing that Adam and Eve do? Well, isn't she the first? Well, anyway, but yeah. Well, yeah, they, they both eat from the, the forbidden fruit, from the tree of knowledge. So the moral of the story is that even God had a prohibition and man denied him. What makes us as humans think that we are better than God? If you pitch that to Christians or like heavily religious people, their entire argument falls apart. I have seen people who are super devout, like who were running a prayer wall at a, at a for several days and the woman was super pregnant she was like nine months pregnant I was like holy shit um but if you can destroy the uh, the perception that organized religion creates then you can break down into actual religion and structure of all that which which would be a great one for uh fuck, what's it, jacob weinegard weinegrad he does the religious one but yeah i knew you'd vote us anyways um He's my neighbor. He lives like five feet from my house. He Does he really? Dick. Yeah, like I could probably throw a rock at his house. He is a dick. Is he dick? is the least. <laughs> okay, rant for a second because I am a follower of Jesus and I am an avid Christian. And this dude does not actually live his life by the Bible. Okay, the way he talks to people, the way he, his actions, the way. Oh my gosh. This man is a false prophet, but in to follow up on what you were saying is that the Bible actually talks about abortion in the numbers book. If you look in it, it's talking about to test that if a woman was faithful, that you can give her this concoction, which involves forcing her to have a miscarriage to abort the baby. And if she aborts the baby, if she has, if she ends up bleeding and aborting something that proves that she was, you know, she cheated, she wasn't faithful. And if she doesn't do any, if nothing happens, that means she was faithful. It literally says in the Bible, in the old Testament, in numbers that you force a woman to have an abortion. Like the Bible talks about it, but yet all of these so-called Christians and Bible thumpers are out there spewing this stuff that God is against abortions. But yet in the old Testament, it talks about it and actually Jewish faith because you know, they you follow the old Testament and I had a Orthodox Jew on my show a couple weeks ago and we talked about this, you know, they stand up and, you know, talk about that process and that availability of that process. If I remember my story, my conversation with Ozzy correctly, like, so when you talk about Wintergrad and his false prophecy shit, um, it makes me very angry because I believe that he is not what he claims to be. That's, that's my rant. So, uh, Coliseum episode number two, uh, Christine Womack versus Jacob Wintergrad. Um, <laughs> 
it sounds like a fight to the death, and I am all about it. Uh, but however, we will do a live on air like drinking contest prior to you're both getting trashed. Anyways, um, go Brian, talk Brian. <laughs> Sorry, I went on a tangent. No, I'm 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 just in the audience now. <laughs> I, like, I can't for any of you. I'm so, talking for shit. I know. Just explain. <laughs> I I. Myself and Gus Tatlas built York County, our, our affiliate for the LP. And Winograd came in with his Mises boys and said that we didn't do shit and that all of our trash pickups and all of the community service work that we did to build the county and to get the highest, some of the highest libertarian vote tallies in history in Pennsylvania, um, in York, that that didn't matter. None of that, none of that showed because we didn't have people sitting in our meeting room on a Monday night, but we had the numbers reflecting in vote tallies in November. And he ended up pushing, I ended up leaving because he's a dick who doesn't appreciate anything and a misogynistic asshole who can't appreciate a confident, outspoken, loud woman who will give him shit right back. Plus, he let his kids take the TV from my child one night at a meeting, and I wanted to punch him in his face. So, Brad, tell us about your race for states. Yeah, yeah, that's more important. Because we know Jacob's never going to run for a office. We're into 40 minutes. So, please, for the love of God, tell us about your office. All right. So, so the district that I live in is, um, and that I'm running in, is uh, historically very red. Very, very red. Um, the incumbent that I'm running against, there is no democratic opponent. Um, but the incumbent has been in office for 16 years. Um, which is a very, 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 very long time to be in office. Um, if he got paid his salary that he, that they make that state senators make in Maryland right now, he would have made about $800,000 before taxes from taxpayer money. It's about $50,000 and a little bit more um, per year to be a state senator in Maryland right now. Um, granted, 16 years ago, uh, probably $30,000. But he, uh, he wants another four years. And he wants to, in my view, make that cool million that he can uh, take from the taxpayers, even though he's a Republican, a staunch Republican. Um, and, uh, but there's a lot of people in district 31 who have libertarian ideas. They're not registered libertarians, but when you talk to them, they say, Oh yeah, you know, I'm a libertarian. Um, so it's kind of like they're, they're, they're really, I, I, I'm not just running just to run because I, I originally was going to run as a paper candidate. Um, there's uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Travis Larrell. He's running for state delegate, which is the lower house in Maryland um, in the same district as mine. We have um, a county councilman who would, who's enveloped within my district. And then we have a, a governor. So, you know, for certain people in my district, that's four um, libertarian candidates on the ballot this fall. Um, so I was convinced just to run a paper candidacy as I started doing all the paperwork and I felt like I was buying a, a house again. Cause that's, that's literally what it felt like between all the paperwork and trying to get everything, all the legalities, uh, aligned, finding a treasurer, um, 
going to Annapolis multiple times to the board of elections office, I said, you know what, if I'm doing all of this, then I'm, I'm going to run a campaign. I'm going to run against this guy. And then, um, my state chair, um, sent me a text one night and said, the Democrat just dropped out. So I said, you know what? I'm doing this. This is one-on-one. You got a libertarian versus Republican. Let's see who can have the better messaging, who has the better platform, who works harder. Um, and I, he has 16 years of, uh, of, you know, voter, you know, people, people have been voting for him for 16 years. It's the reason he, there's a reason he's held office for 16 years. However, that's not the way anymore, right? He's, um, he's a very, very conservative person, which I'm not talking bad on conservative people at all. Um, but people aren't that conservative majority wise anymore. Um, he, in the past two elections, he's gotten about 60 ish percent, give or take a few percentiles, um, of the vote, which equates to almost 22,000 votes. So, uh, I need, would need 22,000 votes in order to win. Um, I'm, it's definitely a mountain I have to climb. Um, but you know, my election, my, my campaign has started very late, very, very late. Um, trying to scramble to get money. Try, I got, I got a sign behind me. Um, I got cards, you know, I'm trying to fundraise while campaigning and handing out the stuff that I can afford at the time. Um, so I have a mountain to climb, but I have until November and everybody that I talk to is so excited for something new. Um, people realize that my opponent has been in office for 16 years. People are tired of people want term limits really is what they want. Um, if nothing else, I, you know, I, I don't have anything personally against the man at all. Um, I don't agree with some of his, uh, some of his politics and some of the bills that he's passed or voted on. Um, I do agree with other ones. Like we just recently had a ghost gun uh, bill ban ghost gun ban bill passed through the Maryland Senate. He voted no on that, but that's all he did is voted. No, he didn't ask the hard questions and ask the good questions. Cause I listened to that entire hearing all the way through. Um, so it's not, it's not a personal attack against the guy. It's just, I am. I believe in term limits for every elected office throughout the country, no matter how local you get. And after 16 years, it's time for him to move on. It really is time for him to move on. People are ready for change. People want a young, exciting voice. They don't want the same thing over and over and over again. Um, you know, and so that's what I'm up against. I'm against a 16-year incumbent who has the experience in office, right? He didn't have any before he got elected to the state Senate. Um, but he's got 16 years of experience. He's the house minority leader. Um, and he, he has the money behind him. Right. Um, so I got a, I got a big mountain to climb, but every time I talk to people, every time I talk to people, they want, they want something different. And I only have to talk to them for a couple minutes and they're like, I'm voting for you. You know, I, it's, it's us, you know, being libertarians, we really pull the best from both sides and we have a lot of independence in my district too. So it's, 
it's ripe for the picking. It really is. It really comes down to me putting in the work and talking to people because every, like I said, every time I talk to people, people are like, you know what? I'm voting for you. Um, I'll shut my mouth here in a second, but yesterday uh, I was doing something in the kitchen. Front camera went off. Some dude dropped off subway. I didn't order subway. It was for my neighbor. So I ran out, like waved down the DoorDash guy. And I was like, Hey, uh, like this isn't for me. And he was like, Oh, it's, it's right next door. Sorry about that. I'm glad you ran out. And then I have, um, I have my sign our governor candidate sign and uh, my buddy Travis's, who's the state delegate sign from my district out my yard. And he said, Hey, I really like your signs. And I was like, like, Oh yeah. Like, where do you live? And he told me that he essentially lives in my district. I said, you want to sign? And he said, yeah. And he was like, I met your governor candidate, the guy who's running for governor, uh, David Lasher. I met him last year at, at some event and he liked him and he kind of made him get into the libertarian party. And I ran inside my house and gave him a yard sign. You know, that, like it, it's things like that where it's even just, people hearing that I'm a libertarian, not a Democrat, not a Republican. Um, and I can, I can talk to people a little bit, right. That that's people like I'm sold, you know, and it's, it's really kind of been a very humbling experience. Um, so I'm very excited with, with what can happen. Um, it's a lot of work. It's going to be a lot, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also chair of subcommittee for our County. Cause we do subcommittees in Maryland. So I mean, I'm I'm booked. I I can't do any anything more between family life, being the chair, and running a campaign. Uh, I'm completely booked up. So <clears throat> I will say this: we have interviewed a lot of candidates on this show, and like I'm not saying this because you're, you're a good friend of mine, but um, the the look 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 look, Christine, chill. Uh, so go to Facebook.com/slash BK for Senate.com or not for Senate.com, but BK for Senate, FOR Senate. So, anyways, uh, we have interviewed a lot of candidates on the show. The best candidates that we typically see that that do really good in poll numbers and uh, on election night are the ones that are long winded. And I'm not talking about the ones that are long winded that just say dumb shit the entire fucking time. I'm talking about the ones that are giving us substance. Uh, also, Kenneth Blevins, awesome dude. I, I didn't mean to do that. So, anyways. Um, uh, what I'm saying is that entire rant that you just had was fucking amazing. And, uh, dude, I expect big things from you. Uh, when, when is y'all's election? Uh, election day is November 8th. Okay. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm excited to see what happens, man. I mean, I've run a booth for, was, I think it was like a week long. It was like, like an actual seven days. Um, at the regional fair here, and dude, people are hungry for something else. Like they hate Republicans, they hate Democrats, but like, fuck, I relate more to the Republicans, so they vote that way all the time. Being out there in the public and just having your signs out and talking to people, anyone who knows anything about like community outreach knows that that is number one the key thing, and two, just saying that you're not the the two people that have been fucking them for decades is amazing. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing. Well, and- well I, I talk to people about, you know, people, regardless of the party around here, whether you're Democrat, Republican, 
independent libertarian. People want more, for the most part, want more personal liberties, right? Um, you know, you have the, the MAGA supporters that kind of, you know, on certain things just want, they want their gun rights, they want this, they want that, even though Trump was horrible with gun rights. But they, they that's what they want. And then you have the independents who, who don't want this this charade of what is politics nowadays, no matter where you live, no matter how small the locality, it's the same politics. It's, you know, being bought and sold. It's being, you know, uh, tied to certain parties and certain things just because somebody lined your pocket with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Democrats, you have people that want bodily autonomy. They want, you know, they don't want to have to, feel shunned in certain aspects, whether because they're, they're homosexual, they're trans, or, you know, they, they just want, you know, like community involvement. And, and that's really what it comes down to is community because that's something everybody can agree on. Um, my district, it's mostly suburbs. Um, there are, and like the apartments that are in my district are still like in a suburb setting. It's just apartments in the suburb setting. So people really, sh- they want a sense of community and they want to be able to do what's best for their community without having to worry about how it's affecting somebody that's 35 minutes away from them. Um, and that's, that's really what I'm going kind of running off of is, is a, a sense of community. It doesn't matter what your party affiliation is. It doesn't matter what your, you know, your talking point beliefs are. But everybody wants clean streets. Everybody wants the trash picked up. Everybody wants less crime. And that's that's really all you can really ask for. Um, sorry, the, the switching around is throwing me off. I'm easily distracted. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, We're fucking with each other. I'm sorry, friend. It's really about community. And that's that's how I've been running my campaign thus far is we're a community at large. District 31 is a community. But what does your community, what does your street need? Right. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm going off of. I'm talking to people here and their issues that they can't solve at the community level that they need solved at the state level. And that's what I'm going after. Um, So it's just trying to allow these communities to do what they need to do in order to be happy, have a fulfilled life. And for the most part, be left alone. Nobody wants to be interfered in their lives. See, and you are a prime example of what I tried to tell everybody is that it's the candidates that sell the party it's the candidates that help bring the message out it's and it's proof when you by your story about the doordash guy saying you met the governor and that's kind of what brought him into figuring out more about libertarianism and then he gets talking to you and it kind of just emboldens already what you know what he already kind of knew based on meeting the governor candidate and then you know i like to follow that up with that when you're out with the community and showing them literally putting into action what you're talking about doing helps to reinforce what the what the libertarian philosophy says that you know we are to do and we want to do i say the philosophy because again i'm mad at the party and i believe it's going in the wrong direction but anyway um <laughs> but you know what? 
the libertarian philosophy. Is, I didn't say I, that. I still, I'm, I, I'm still a little L libertarian, and I my husband's running for state rep she's here in Pennsylvania. Or not, I'm running a state rep. Oh my gosh, she's running a congressional race, um, because he can't hold local office; he can only hold federal office, which is ridiculous. But anyway, because he is a felon, um, but you what i was trying to say was a compliment to that you are what a candidate should be and and you embody what the party or the philosophy you know really calls us to to do and to act as and um i don't know because we've never met um but i have run a senate candidate campaign a state senate campaign before so if you have any questions or want any out-of-the-box ideas feel free to reach out um, my candidate was tim mcmaster who is now running as the lieutenant governor an illegitimate nomination anyway um in pennsylvania for the libertarian party yeah it's an illegitimate nomination but um i love tim happy birthday tim if you're watching out there in, in tv land it's his birthday today but he ran a special um special election or a special whatever campaign last year and uh because the former senator had died from a brain tumor so i had to put together a campaign in like a three-month period um to embody his whole district so i'm happy to pass along any ideas that we may have done in a short time frame to help spark interest to, um but you did what i was gonna say to mansplain what christine said uh she said good messaging is good messaging bad messaging is bad messaging and we both think you have good messaging bold messaging is stupid i'm running you know i am a big l libertarian personally um you know i'm i've been i'm 30 years old and i've been a registered libertarian since 2013. um but you've you know and chris knows me but you've really got to really take a step back and look at everything and look at what the average person wants, what the average person needs. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the average person right now doesn't want what the, the, the two party establishment is giving them. They're absolutely sick and tired of it. Um, and it's not just young people. It's people of all ages that have been dealing with this for their entire lives and they're sick and tired of it. And you give them fresh ideas. You give them, you know, truthful and, and and you know i i i'm not a good liar i'm not a good faker so when i talk to somebody i'm i'm speaking complete truths at least my truths right and uh and people see that and people respond to that and people that resonates with people a lot uh, just being truthful to yourself when you talk to people is the best thing that you can do mm -hmm. um you know i I, I ha actually had a meeting with, with my opponent a couple weeks ago and um, he's, he's willing to run a smear campaign against me if I start getting too much traction. And I told him, you know, Talking. I'm not going to talk anything about you. So you can take those shots at me. But in my eyes, if my name is coming out of his mouth, I've already won. Right. Um, I'm all about changing hearts and minds. It's not just getting people to vote for you. It's getting people to believe in you and believe that your messaging and, and you know, what you stand for and in your platform is what carries you and, and what, you know, allows change to happen. Um, you know, and, and if I do win, I still have a, a, another giant mountain to, to climb, but I'll, I'll, de I'll deal with that when I do win. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really been quite just just in the past. I, I, my campaign started about a little over a month and a half ago, and it, it's been so humbling and so beautiful. Um, you know, just talking to people and and getting their responses on things and how much people actually want change. And uh, if you're willing to give it, people are at least willing to listen to you. So it, it's been really just just thus far has been an awesome experience. Um, you know, I'm ready for any debate that my op- opponent would want to do, but he, you know, it won't happen. Um, and I'm just going to have fun with it. Really, I'm going to have fun with it, be myself, and uh, just see where it takes me. You know, I'm, I'm not going to drive myself crazy with this because I don't have to because. My message is sound. My platform is good. And, uh, you know, people want change. So it's going to help carry me just in that aspect alone. So what's really interesting is that there was a candidate that ran in my region in East Tennessee, uh, a gentleman named Rob Burke. haven't talked about him in quite a while, which is really sad because I love the dude. Um, But he ran a campaign against a a long-term incumbent. I can't remember how many years it was. But the guy was so arrogant, he didn't do any public debates, he didn't do any advertising, nothing. He was like, people fucking know my name, I don't give a shit. Rob Burke, as a libertarian, ran as an independent and and lost to this guy by four votes. This dude had been in office for like 30-some, 40-some years, so like he was a household name. Rob almost beat him with really good messaging and lost by four fucking votes. He went to court without the support of the state party. I was fucking there. I remember being there. It was amazing. This motherfucker pled his own case as his own attorney, that as as the plaintiff, everything. It was fucking amazing. Brian, you are running as a as a as a libertarian on the ballot, right? Yes. I can almost guarantee you will have a far more traction as a registered party than a guy in East Tennessee who has to register as an independent because independents don't get any traction, unfortunately. No. But, dude, your race sounds a lot like his. Your messaging is as fantastic and as polished as his. Like, I don't even want to say polished because I feel like that's cheesy. Like, like, that's what, like, career politicians do. Like, your messaging is so authentic. fucking... Yeah, it's authentic. authentic. That's the word. Yes, thank you. And that's why it's, I'm a campaign manager. Anyway. <laughs> it's so authentic <laughs> that people will resonate to it. Like, I'm fucking jacked. Like, I'm I'm moving to Maryland tomorrow. Not really. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like owning guns. Uh, but, um, dude, it's hey, amazing. Hey, I have, I have guns. We, I, look, yeah. Do do what you want, right? Live a libertarian lifestyle. You you know your guns. Your guns were lost in a boating accident. Do you know? they were I have all my guns. I have all of mine. I have all of my guns. I have an entire book that logs every gun I own. The ATF knows what I own, uh, and they know damn well. I'm working towards um, earning my first gun. Do you hear that? Earning. I collect the most signatures for the Keystone Party between someday in, event, in May and the end of the month. I win a gun. I forget what kind it is. Hold on. That sounds like oh. something good. 
agorist style work. I just thought of a fantastic fucking signature drive for our uh, gubernatorial candidate here in Tennessee who needs like 70,000 signatures. Guess who wins the Glock 19 if they get the most signatures by the end of the year? (laughs) That's great. Do you care if I show this real quick? Because it's very pretty. Go ahead. Sure. I don't care. Uh, Can you see that? Oh, God. Get that off the screen. Why? That's a Kimber 1911. That's, That's disgusting. A Ruger SR1911. I'm sorry. Did I, did I study? I mean, it's basically a Kimber 1911. Um, well, it's a $1,000 gun. And. It, it's a Kimber 1911. I don't own a gun right now, folks. So. Two World Wars, baby. Shut the fuck up, Brian. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I do not own one. And my husband can't legally own one, so I'm the only one in our house who can own one. Uh, I would be very careful because even though he's not legally allowed to own one and you are, you can still be liable for anything. That, like, it's the, say, let's say, for example, someone breaks into your house and you shoot somebody with that firearm. Mm-hmm. He still runs the risk of going to prison. Just saying. Uh, no, he can, he can legally use it if it's mine in the house and he's defending us. Pennsylvania rule. I do know that. Plus, it's more. Why did you both just leave the screen? That was really weird. <laughs> oh. Because... Because you went this way, like you went towards me, and he went towards me. Like it's like you both. Like... Yeah, you went that way, and he went that way. That I think you're getting more booze. So this is actually a very special episode. We actually had something planned, and I forgot all about it, and we scheduled Brian, what? and that's my fault. Uh, this is the 69th episode of Not a Real Libertarian. Nice. What did nice. you have planned? I am nice. Being here for the 69th episode. We were actually going to have everybody on the network, but so quick announcement for the people that are still watching. Uh, Mr. Will uh, got married this week, and he, that's why that he's hitched. not been. Yep, Almost he got hit. Any time, does he? Is it because that's why you're stuck with this? Bitch? Got married so fast. I'm not going to comment, but anyways, we're what? very happy okay. for him. Um, and we are, we will, I mean, he can take as much time off as he wants. He knows that because he don't give a shit because it's Will. Oh but. Nice. <laughs> Woo! I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, he, yeah, that's why you're stuck with me tonight. I ain't stuck. This has been fun. Christine and I don't agree on a lot of things, and that's why I love her so much. But uh, we agree on the one important thing. What's that? Seriously? That the Dallas Cowboys are the best football team in the NFL. Yes. Yes. How about them? I forgot all about that. Yeah. So anyways, our guest had to leave. Suddenly. That's why I have a show. <laughs> that's, that's like the only reason I have a show on the, on the so network. So it, it, it's funny. <laughs> I didn't realize that until after you joined the network. And I was like, oh. fuck yeah. 
Wait, Brian, who do you like? Probably Redskins. You live in you live in you live in Maryland, so I'm assume it's probably the Ravens or 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 the Washington football team or whatever their name the Commanders or whatever the heck their name is now. I like the Baltimore Ravens. Talking. Oh. I'll be honest. I, 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 don't, I don't like. I don't like football. I wouldn't either. <laughs> if I liked the Ravens, I wouldn't like football either. <laughs> you know what? John it was? It was, it was high school. I used to like football until high school football. High school football ruined <laughs> football for me. And actually, my senior year, instead of playing football, I did stats for the uh, the women's field hockey team. That was so much John more Walker. fun. Entirely, a thousand percent more fun than playing football was doing the hockey stats. John, let's be honest. You had no respect no. for starting off. So Okay. Don't listen to Walmart Burger. Um, he's an Eagles fan, and we all know where they stand. So At the bottom. At the very bottom of that pile. The NFC East is shit, but we are the least smelling shit on the pile. <laughs> Dude, so the <laughs> NFC East is fucking wild, right? Like, so we're going to go into this whole football tirade that our guest and I can't, can't relate to. But, Brian's like, but, okay, you guys I'm get off of here. Chinese to me, for real. Like, I, 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 know, <laughs> I know what the NFC East is, but the amount of shits that I could give about it. <laughs> in the negative range. So yeah, my husband's a Washington talk, fan. Talk a little bit of baseball, lacrosse. Sure, sure. Okay, who's your? Hold on, real quick. Who's your? Who's your baseball team? Come on, the, the A's, Han. Let's go. The the what? The A's, Han. The Baltimore oh. Orioles. Okay. The way you said that sounded yeah. like rapey, bro. Dude, that's like, how it's, that's a Baltimore accent. The A's, Han. Mm-hmm. Nats. How about how about the them Nationals. A's? How about them Nationals? I think they're doing shitty this year. I haven't been following, but is the that's worst. not a super status, bro. The, the Nationals, the worst city. They are the I, best. I, Shut your so, face. So I have. I'm like, I'm relatively close. The Phillies suck even more, John. DC. I just avoid DC. I, I don't go to DC, and it's forty minutes away from me. I. In that city, I'll go to Baltimore all day, but DC, you have to, something really good has to be happening for me to go to DC. And the last time like, I went to DC was with Spike Cohen for uh, in the damn wars rally last fall, and that's the last time I've been to DC. DC is horrendous, it is basically like you, you go because it's all the museums, you stay because you got stabbed. It's that's that bad, <laughs> or you're it's, lost, or you can't just can't get out. It's, it's so we stupid. Have- we went last year and we ended up walking like 10 miles. My eight year old, well, seven at, at the time, walked, we walked all around DC and then we went to a Nats game. It was amazing. It was a good time. I went, I went to But DC I was glad for, not to stay there. And the squirrels on the National Mall are savages. Fucking massive, too, bro. Dude, <laughs> you don't play around with them squirrels. Bro, them motherfuckers are liable to stab you more so than people in the DC. <laughs> um, so I actually John, to, by the way. I went to now we're talking hockey. for uh Obama's second inauguration. I was the sole Republican Why? in this seat. Because it was cool. Like it when so 
this was before I enlisted in the army. I was like, this is so dope. Like, I want to do this. Like, I will never see a president be inaugurated that I want. So why not? Fuck it. Let's go. Um, I saw Bush. Well, you're older than me too, so. Um, not by much. I saw it as a teenager. <laughs> I was. I was like. I think I was like twelve when he went out of office. Not Bush Senior. <laughs> like, okay. How old do you think I am? Um, I don't know. I just made you just made me feel like I was like super old when I said I saw Bush. I was like seventeen when I saw Bush. I'm only thirty four. I'll be thirty five in a couple weeks. Like I'm not old. So, anyways, um, so I went and saw Obama and dude. I'll tell you what, they locked that fucking mall down. Like we walked probably ten miles in a fucking massive herd to the nearest metro station. Because I parked in on the Virginia side because I lived in Virginia then, but uh, dude, DC sucks. So. Yeah, I'll go there for uh, for a good protest, especially if I have Spike Cohen with me, um, and the Caps games. That's it. That's all we DC. Unless my wife finally convinces me to go there for the museums, but the Space and Aeronautics Museum is closed right now, so there's no point in going. It's the best museum. No. I will say it was it was a good one. The Holocaust Museum, if you've never been, it's fucking bone chilling. It is insane. What what museum? You mean the Holocaust happened? You mean the Holocaust happened? Shut the fuck up! Stop. We're not going to start. Other people. We're not going to start the Holocaust Museum. The Holocaust Museum, yes, sir. It is phenomenal. Yeah, the Holocaust. Don't you have to? It is. It is life. I don't think it's much. If you do, I can Google. See, that's why I've never been there. I'm cheap. It's, it's. Uh, I went when it first opened. I don't know if you did pay then, um, but it was, dude. Like we walked through. Like the first thing you go through is like a gigantic glass wall, and it's nothing but like buckets of rings and it's shoes. Free. It, it should be because it's paid for by taxes. It's the Smithsonian. Yeah, it's um, free. However, you have to reserve your tickets online now, probably because of COVID. Well, but it, it's actually very life changing. You've always had to like, do that because it's so booked. It yeah. takes like twelve hours went, to go through the whole thing. I went there with my class when I was younger. It's yeah, our school took a bus trip down to DC, and we went there. I'm starting to think I'm older than you. How old are you? He's younger than me. Yeah. Like, I did I was I don't think I was in school when it opened up. And maybe I was, but I don't know. <clears throat> but um anyways. Um so you know that, that wall you pass by, that first wall, it's got the glass and it's got the shoes and all that. The second exhibit you go through is a box car that they pulled out of Auschwitz. And it smells like piss and shit and sweat. It's fucking horrendous. And we asked them, we said, what do you use to, like, replicate this? No, they said, we don't. They said, it's just stained into the wood that deep. And I was like, what the fuck? That museum opened almost 30 years ago. No, it didn't. The Holocaust, United States Holocaust Memorial Museum opened on April 22nd, 1993. No way. I don't believe that. I remember going when it first opened. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. 
You I are mean, definitely wrong. I would have been like. There's like multiple websites. Negative six months old or some shit. Is it is it a Smithsonian Museum? Yes. I've never. How have I never been there? Dude, it's phenomenal. I feel like I've been to all so, of them. So up here in in my in my town, we have the JCC, which is the Jewish Community Center, and um, inside their room, like when you first walk in, there's this huge like mural thing, and it's 3D, and it has pictures, it has like uh, statues coming out of the picture of the Holocaust survivors, and. Like, I don't get, I haven't been to the museum and I plan on taking my son, but like just seeing that, you know how you were saying it's like bone chilling. Like every time I walk into the JCC to like donate blood and stuff, I just takes me back to a kid and, and being like shocked and awed by this mural. So what's, uh, we're, we're getting close to needing to end, but, um, uh, we're going to end with two jokes. We're going to finish off Brian's campaign because if this spin on the show hasn't done it, I'll finish it now. <laughs> um, did you know that the Catholic Church uh, invented needing to clean your toys or your sex toys after use? That's why I priests invented baptism. Um, there. So, a, I just a Catholic. Lost <laughs> I'm so sorry. I I do not condemn condone any of his behavior. I knew I knew what I was getting myself into. I I I fully fully knew. It's my fault. It's all my fault. You you wouldn't have been treated this way on Liberty 101. I just want to point that out. (laughs) Like so, a Catholic priest and a Jewish rabbi are standing on the hill overlooking a school, and the Catholic priest says, "Let's fuck them." The rabbi says, for what? And I just lost a Jewish vote. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a great Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) We have ruined, uh, let's see, one, two, three careers. And uh, any possibility of running for office, John approves. Look at that. He's he's so happy. He's covering his face. Um... (laughs) It has been a fantastic night. Uh, this network will probably get banned from everything. Brian will now be thrown into the gulag because Maryland sucks. And, uh, yeah. Brian, where can people find you if they want to donate to your, your campaign now that it's dead? Ooh, donations. That's, uh, mm, that, that is something that I need desperately. Um, so you can go to uh, Kunkoski. That's K-U-N-K-O-S-K-I. The number four, Senate. Dot com, and there is a button right on the top of the website. Donate today, and uh, it'll take you to a form to fill out. And uh, just go ahead and give me some money. And um, you know, let's let's get the sixteen year incumbent out of here. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash bk the number two for Senate. That's f o r Senate right there. Um, and then uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, which I am not. You, you heard how long-winded I was, you know, speaking. Uh, I'm relatively just as long-winded in my Facebook post. So I've been trying – I'm not doing very good on Twitter right now. I am, it's mostly just pictures, little blurbs, 
because 160 characters, I just, I can't get it out there. But I am um, on Twitter uh, at BK, the number two FOR Senate. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, I think I'm going to do a TikTok just because that's what the kids yes. do. So, I was just going to suggest that. I'm so sorry. So I, I just got to, it's just one of the, on the laundry list of things to do. And I honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do on, on, on TikTok. I've never been on TikTok, but um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to bust it out just to see, you know, if, if that. Don't go to his TikTok, his TikTok. Don't, just don't. But if you want, I, I will be happy to help you. Okay, Excuse good. me, I, I believe I have more followers than you, madam. Uh, um, I believe I have better qual- quality of it. <laughs> well, if it was a better quality, you'd have more followers. Let's see. Oh, oh, you know what else you can do? You can also go to um, lpmaryland.org um, and you can donate to the state party if you'd like. If you take out-of-state donations. Um, and if you go to the candidate page, I will be on there. It's a nice picture, nice description, all my info. Um, uh, yeah, because, you know, our job is, as candidates is, number one, it's to, to win, right? If you want to win, that's your number one job. Number two, it is to absolutely spread the message of libertarianism, um, spread your reach to the party. And, you know, that is the vessel that is driving the LP and is going to drive the LP going into the future um, with the recent takeover. Right. We're going to have good messaging, solid messaging, not milk toast messaging. Um, And I plan on carrying that torch as a candidate to people's doorsteps. So, uh, yeah, look out for that. So, yeah, please. Please just look. Look every time I get a little a little notification that somebody's looking at my website, it just makes me just a little bit happier. So please at least check out the website, check out my platform, check out the social media, and uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I can ask for. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before Christine can respond, uh, it has been a great night. It's been fantastic. Uh, go check out all of Brian's social media. Check yes. out Christine's lame-ass tech talk. And uh, you can find me fucking pretty much everywhere because I'm a weirdo who has apparently too much time on his hands. Uh, as the week of uh, our Lord and Savior, uh, Marvin Hemar, ends, uh, 18 years of Killdozer. Um, R.I.P. Far, find us on all these platforms. Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Angry, and Spotify. And... Uh, yeah, that's we're gonna we're gonna call it. We're gonna we're gonna call time of death uh twenty twenty three on a six nine twenty twenty two. So uh, Brian, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I honestly, I, I love you, dude, and uh, you're not a real libertarian. Nope. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. If you need anything, reach out. Uh, I I will because I need it all. <laughs> Good night.